Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Welcome to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services right here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. And we are excited to bring you yet another show that we hope supplies a little wisdom to your family. And this week, um, I really mean that because we are talking about life after graduation. There's been a lot of you that uh, might be what's called an empty nester or maybe wishful thinking for an empty nester right now. There's a lot of you that could be sending your kids off to college and you've got this big step ahead in their life and um, it's all important, right? And I think uh, we focus so much on these end of year activities. We focus so much on the graduation itself. We focus so much on you know, getting them out there and getting them a job or uh, getting them to college that we never stop to start thinking about what should they really know as they launch out into this next leg of life. So when you're done with your vacations and your celebrations, I want to encourage you to do some thinking around this because we've got about mm, five tidbits for you today on how you can, as a parent, help your kids successfully launch and better yet, stay successfully launched over the long haul and not just about their career and getting them a good job and, you know, hoping they take the right path in college. Much more than that, obviously, we're a life planning firm and we're thinking all things life planning, right? So I want to start by telling you about a mom. She's at a graduation day and she's trying to take a picture of her son and her cap and gown and she wants him to pose with his father. And she said, I just want you to, you know, make this all look natural. She said, so Junior, just put your arm around dad's shoulder. And he said, well, <laughs> if you want it to look natural, you might as well just have him stick his hand in my pocket. Yes, I know. I know. Pretty corny. But in reality, doesn't that a little bit what it feels like? In fact, um, it's funny watching this. I've got uh, friends and family members right now that are helping people launch out of high school and talking about college and talking about budgets and talking about things paid for and not things paid for and what we're going to do or what we're not going to do. And I've got friends that have uh, and family members that have people launching out of college and, you know, jobs aren't found yet. What's going to happen? When do we turn off the spigot? How does all this work? When can I feel comfortable about taking them off of this insurance or doing this or doing that? And these are all very good questions, I think, for parents. And a lot of people, um, I know myself as a parent, you know, we love our kids so much and we never want to see them in pain. And then at the same time, we want them to go out there and have some initiative have some gumption and get things going and be independent and, you know, have their own life and not have to rely on us at all for multiple reasons, right? So and I, I'm a little, um, I'm actually a, a, a little bit partial to this, this commentary today because um, I remember, here I am, you know, financial advisor's daughter, and this is no knock uh, to my dad whatsoever. It's more of a knock to me because I was just so driven in other ways that I really didn't pay attention to what he did. I didn't pay attention to, you know, these things like, um, you know, what is car insurance or why would car insurance be more expensive for certain types of cars when their kids are only 18 years old? Hmm, that makes a lot of sense. 
right? Or what is this thing called credit? Or I'm going to get these charge card offers every time I go to the mall from eight different uh, shops. What do I do with all this? And there's, there's so many questions as your kids launch out into life that they're going to have, and they're really not going to know what to do with it. And I think you'd be surprised because you think, you know, hey, they've been at my side for the last 18 years or 24 years, and they're in good shape. They understand how to live life. And I think it'd be a really surprising thing to see. So the first thing I want to bring up is talking a little bit about what's the cost of living is. So you know this, okay? As a parent, you're most likely continuing to foot the bill or part of their bill through college, even if it's just tuition. You know, some parents do tuition and room and board and you cover your own bills and your fund money or you get this allowance or you get this, but they're actually not footing everything. And there is a downside of you actually footing any of the bill. And why do I say that? I, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm saying that because I think you'd be surprised to find out how little they actually know of what it really costs them to live. So funny story, I was actually uh, in a room with some college students and the parents and um, one of the girls had said, she said, uh, well, I pay the rent on time every single month. And, you know, they're sitting there talking, mom's like, no, you don't. And she goes, yes, I do. I I give it to my roommate every single month. It, sh it should be going straight to you. Is she pocketing it or what's happening? She said, no, you don't pay the rent. You pay the bills, honey. <laughs> so, you know, the reality is, is we think our kids know what's really going on, but sometimes they really don't know what's going on. I'd be shocked if most students actually knew what it costs for them to live in entirety. So meaning everything it costs to run their household, their gases, their insurances, their health, auto, all those things, right? Do they know that? And I bet they don't. And so if you, and I bet you're, you might actually be sitting there going, no, they wouldn't know that. And so when you think about it, they get out of college and they have this unrealistic expectation or they get out of school and they have this unrealistic expectation that I could just live off of this and be fine. Hmm. No, probably, probably not. So um, it's not about them paying the bill as much as it is about them having some realistic expectations as they launch and as they're able to make decisions. You know, for years and years and years, we've talked about having a good budget. And a budget is not supposed to be something that's restricting. It's supposed to be kind of like that, you know, you are here on a map when you go to the mall or you used to go to the mall. I guess, I don't even know if they have these anymore. But you have, you know, the big map and it says you are here. And that's really what your budget is about is that you are here. And unless kids know where they are, how can they possibly make good decisions about what their future needs to look like and have realistic expectations of what they can afford or not afford? And, you know, it's, it's really not setting them up for a lot of success or setting them up for surprises or downcasts or man of a season of, oh man, this is just too much, you know? So if we set those expectations early, then it's just not a big deal. It just is what it is. So our suggestion is this, have them develop a budget. And oh, by the way, you get a two-fold strategy here because you're teaching them how to budget, right? But have them develop a budget for them, for what it costs them to live. What are all the expenses that they're going to incur? No matter who's paying for those expenses, what are they, right? And then if you do that, you've obviously got the added bonus being able to, um, or, or you've got the, the reality of being able to set them up for success, but you've got some added bonuses here too. Number one, when they go to look for a career, 
They might look for one with better benefits if they see the price of the healthcare bill, right? And they might understand the cost of what it takes to do the college and savings and what they need to be putting back. And then number two, you're preparing them for that moment when you cut the string, when you actually take the scissors out and say, boom, it's done, so that they have a much easier time adjusting for that moment. So there's number one, what should your kids know now when it comes to life after graduation? When we come back on Life Planning 101, I've got four more tips that you're not going to want to miss to help those kids successfully launch and better yet, stay successfully launched. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Smart Money Group, Kennedy Financial Services, right here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. And we are talking about life after graduation. What should your kids know now? And we're not just talking about getting a job or staying in school. We're talking about living, what it takes to live. And if you missed the first segment, I'd highly encourage going back. And we talked about them understanding and having reality of expectations of what things cost in life. But number two that I want to talk about, I've got, I've got four more to get through here, but life hacks, you know, um, a book of life hacks. I remember my brother years ago saying, man, it would have been nice when we got out of school if you just would have known what to do about this and what to do about this or what to expect this and not have all these surprises, so to speak. And I remember being the one with surprises. So I'm going to tell on myself. My first year out of high school, I didn't know I needed to file taxes. This is no kidding. This is coming from Angela Robinson, right? And it wasn't that my parents didn't do a great job. In fact, I actually recollected, oh, that's why my mom does that, right? I get that. But um, because I had worked all through school, but you know, she'd always helped me or prompted me. And so I want you to think about Back, you've probably got some of these stories of the first time you were kind of in a nine-line bind. And by the way, if you're, you're not a farmer rancher, you don't know what a nine-line bind is, that, that's when you get rattled up in the fence and things are just not going great. Um, but you had absolutely no clue what to do and where to turn. So when you were in that situation, wouldn't it have been great to have some wire cutters at that time to be able to get you out of it? And what about your kids? You know, knowing simple things like when and where to change and rotate, change your oil, rotate your tires, those types of things, those are no-brainers for you. You do them all the time. You pay your bills on time. You look for your bills. You set up things automatic so that you don't have to worry about them or things don't get lost. Or when you open a card up, a credit card, uh, this did happen to me. I opened up a credit card and I moved locations. So I completely forgot about it. Completely forgot about it. Your kids don't even think about these things. This world is their oyster and they're so excited to use every little bit of it. And then they forget or they don't know or they don't know how to manage it. And, you know, life consists of a lot. And you almost need a handbook. You need a calendar. You need a to-do list. You need a something. So I want you to think about things that are pertinent to your kid. Things like servicing their AC unit. Or simply turning up the temperature on their AC so that they don't, uh, you know, have problems if uh, the electricity bills a little bit up in the summer. Or, you know, having a little emergency savings set aside or keeping cash stashed away somewhere so that they could have it if they need it. Um, you know, simple things like filling up. I'll never forget. I heard a mom said, OK, fill up your, your bathtub when we had all those freezes happen. So she would be able to have some water, right? These are those life hacks. And what I want you to think of is what if you're not here? You think you could just answer the questions as they come today, but that might not always be the case. Pest control, renter's insurance, car insurance. Do they even know that? Do they even know those things exist? 
You know, what does it take when they want to go buy a home? You know, what do they need to keep in their car in case they get an emergency in 105 degree weather or 25 degree weather, right? What if they get sick? And then who are the who's for the emergencies if they can't get you? Who can they trust? Who should they turn to for what? And I highly suggest one of the best gifts that you can give them is a book on life hacks, a book for not something you buy, something that you do, you do that's pertinent to their life and just do it as you're going along throughout your life. If you've got a senior in high school now, start it now. If you've got a senior in college now, start it now. Give them this book that'll help them throughout the rest of their life. So let's go on to the next one. What else do your kids need to know? Good credit. Great credit. I'm going to tell you, it's one of the most important things you can have in your life. We hate it. It's kind of like insurance. You hate it, but you need it. And if you look at the studies, they actually show that if you have great credit versus poor credit, it can literally save you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. And the sad thing is, most people mess up their credit when they're young, just like myself. I changed houses that didn't show up. I didn't even know it was an issue until a collection agency found me. Yes, this happens. So whether it be because your kids simply spend more than they can afford, or it's out of just simple ignorance of not knowing, it can hurt you for years and years and years. And there's so many misconceptions about credit too. This is the reality that's out there is most people think, well, if I don't use it, I've got good credit. Wrong. You have to use it to get good credit. Most people think if I just get credit cards and then I put them in a jar, then that's considered using my credit and I'll get good credit. Wrong. You have to use the credit cards. If they sit vacant, it actually hurts you worse than it helps you. These are things that are really, really important. And so your kids need to learn about what it takes to get good credit. Um, We have a really, 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 really awesome connection. Uh, His name is Phil Tyrone. And he uh, created what's called 720creditstore.com. He's got an incredible story himself about not having credit and being extremely successful. Didn't even know how to build it. Didn't know know it was a big deal to have it, right? Most people don't. But it's really important. And and what he's done, I I love this. He's actually partnered um, with a credit union on a a program. It's called a credit rebuilder program. So if you've actually got bad credit or need to improve your credit, you can use it too. But young kids can use this. And it's an education course that you pay for in monthly installments. And then when you get to the end of the education, they reimburse the program if you've been through the whole thing. And you get to build your credit while you're going through the program. It's pretty impressive. So I highly recommend that. We've got it on our website at www.kennedy-financial.com. And it's um, under our learning center. But this is one of the best gifts I think you can give your kids, and it's so important for them to do it. And, you know, if they've got that time this summer, I mean, I would even incentivize my kids to pay them to go through the course because I think it's that important and report back to me because this is, I mean, it's just as important to school, if not more important than one of the classes that they take because it's going to impact them the rest of their life. So when we come back on Life Planning 101, we are going to be talking more life after graduation. What should your kids know now? 
Obviously, they're going to school or you hope they're going to school or getting some type of vocation. Obviously, you hope they're getting a good job, but we're not talking about those things. We're talking about living. We're talking about finances. We're talking about the things that really are going to help them stay successful as they create their success over the long run. You're not going to want to miss it when we come back on Life Planning 101. Welcome back to Life Planning 101. My name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services. And I tell you what, if you've missed the show, we are talking about life after graduation. Whether you have a graduate that's a high school student or a collegiate graduate, this is the show you need to be listening to or passing it on to those graduates themselves. And obviously we have, we're all over podcasts, iHeartRadio, iTunes, um, everything. So share this because this is some nuggets of knowledge that will help your kiddos for years and years and years and years to come. And it's just about good foundation, right? Just getting some things right and being able to, to understand what it really means to be in the real world. So we have talked about the cost of living and getting a realistic expectation on that. We've talked about life hacks and what you need to be thinking about there. We've talked about getting and keeping great credit. And number four, we're going to be talking about the legal age equals legal documents. Yes, if your kids are 18, you can't speak for them. You can't sign for them. You can't make decisions for them. Even medical ones. Wait a minute, I'm on their health insurance. That's right, that's right, but they're 18 years old. And this is a little known fact that actually could bite you at the wrong time, when an emergency rises. That's the worst time to be dealing with this, right? So your kids do need their own legal documents. And, 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 in a big and, is assets like checking accounts, credit cards, cars, they all need the proper titling. And then I'll explain that here in a second. So back to those legal documents, what do your kids really need? If your kids want your help, okay, now obviously um, if they're married, this might be not you, um, which is even, I think, more important to have these documents if they're married than if they're not married, because if they're married and then young adults, there might be some confusion and some chaos around it. But if they want your help, you need to be thinking about powers of attorney at minimal. Obviously, wills are one thing if they were to pass. But what about if they're living and they're just, um, what if they're in a car wreck and they're out of commission for a couple months? Who can pay their bills? Who can talk to DirecTV on their behalf? Credit cards, their banks, all these things, right? And you might say, well, I'm on their bank account. Wait a minute. That is what I'm talking about when it talks about how things need to be titled. If you're on their bank account, that could open up a whole new set of because you could actually open yourself up to your kids' liabilities. What if they hit somebody in that car wreck and they're being sued and you're a co-owner on an asset, you're a co-owner on that car, you're a co-owner on that checking account. Are things properly titled? Are they properly insured? Do you know? That's a really important thing. Credit cards, all these things. You, you know, you need to think twice if you're thinking about going on there with a co-owner for multiple, multiple, multiple reasons. Okay, you need to get some good advice around what you should be doing there. And then on the legal documents, absolutely. They need powers of attorney, medical and financial at minimal. And there's possibly some other legal documents too because they ain't minors anymore. And it's not Kansas, Toto. It's important to consider. So number five. Last, but definitely not least, in fact, it might be the best one on the list. We've talked about the cost of living. We've talked about life hacks. We've talked about great credit. We've talked about legal documents. Now let's talk about this new season. Graduation. 
It's a new season of life. And you know, every season brings its challenges. You know, as parents, we all want this world to be a rosy place for our kids, but we know that's not a reality. So, you know, we always talk about, did we shelter our kids too much or did we let them see reality? And it's not over yet. You still have some preparation to do. You still have some parenting to do. Just because they're leaving one nest doesn't mean that they're leaving the nest. And I know what you're thinking. Okay, you got an 18-year-old, 22-year-old, whatever they are. They won't listen to you. You're their parent. And that might be true to a certain extent, but I'm going to tell you this. Experience has taught us that when we actually start working with these young adults, they've listened a lot more than you think they have. They really have. So don't stop talking. You keep doing it. Write them a letter. Pass down some of your wisdom, your passions, your stories, your failures. They need to know how you failed and better yet how you got back up because they're going to fail too. Your victories, your celebrations, your faith, all these things are extremely important and you can keep doing it just because they leave your nest doesn't mean that you can't keep doing it. And, you know, I think of things like it's an election year. If your kids are 18, do they know the importance of what it means to vote? If they're changing jobs or careers or they're worried about picking a career for their lifetime, do they know that you know that they're probably going to change careers or jobs a few times in their life and it's okay? Do they know that things are probably going to be financially tight from time to time? Do they know that you felt the pressures of keeping up with the Joneses too over time? I bet they don't because we don't talk. As a society, we don't talk about these things. It's almost as if it's taboo to talk about these things. And we focus so much on the here and the now that we forget the wisdom and the nuggets that that need to go along with it. So probably the most important thing on your to-do list today, life after graduation and what you should be doing with your kids, is find a way to communicate with them and communicate this wisdom. They're young adults. They need to hear your adult story, your young adult story, your mid-adult story, your adult story today. They need you. They'll never not need you. So congratulations. You are in a new season two, probably anticipating the moment that you get to cut the strings when it comes to things coming out of that pocketbook. But you are still very much a foundation in these young adults' life. So keep giving. And I don't mean from the pocketbook. Keep giving in the way of, this article, this podcast, the letters that you give them, the life hacks to help them to budget, to get them good credit, whatever it is that you need to work on with them. You've got a lot of nuggets here to do so. And we're here to help. If you need us, use us. Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. We pray each and every week for all of our listeners and all of our clients to be super blessed. We hope you're blessed. We hope you join us next week on Life Planning 101. You're not going to want to miss it. My name is Angela Robinson in the great town of Eastland, Texas with Smart Money Group and Kennedy Financial Services. Be sure to visit us at www.kennedy-financial.com. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Don't forget to learn how our sister company can assist you with all of your tax, bookkeeping, and consulting needs. You can find out more at briscoeandassociates.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101.
The opinions expressed herein are those of the firm and are subject to change without notice. The opinions referenced are as of the date of publication and are subject to change due to changes in the market or economic conditions and may not necessarily come to pass. Any opinions, projections, or forward-looking statements expressed herein are solely those of the author, may differ from the views or opinions expressed by other areas of the firm, and are only for general informational purposes as of the date indicated. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Smart Money Group LLC, Kennedy Financial Services, and Smart Money Group LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by Calton & Associates Incorporated.